Podcast. Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, episode 101. Um, feels like it's been a century since I've recorded a weird podcast because of the way the live podcast worked out and uh, I recorded basically episode number 99 on the day before I recorded the live podcast. So it sort of merged almost into the one week, but... And but as a result of that, there's now been a week since I've actually sat down and recorded a podcast. And last time, of course, was uh, the live podcast, episode number 100, which um, I think went well. You know, I was I was a little, you know, I say I was a little bit, I was petrified of it. You know, I was terrified of actually bringing the weird podcast into a live audience. Now, why? Because... To me, the weird podcast, it, it's a personal thing. You know, it's a something, it's a podcast that I do for, you know, my own self really more than anything. Like, Boy Towns, obviously, it is what it is and it's, it's its own monster. Whereas I like to use the weird podcast as a way of like hashing out material, saying things, you know, just putting content out every week because, again, I don't have the time to, to be making as much stuff as maybe I should be doing, you know, to keep keep myself relevant and all. So I feel like the weird podcast is a good way to make sure I put something out every week. So for me to do that live was pretty much a big deal. But you know what? We did it and and people showed up. I uh, I couldn't believe it. You know, we did it was a lovely filled room. Um we had a real receptive audience to what was effectively a weird night, you know. Again, how do you take me sitting in a dining room talking to myself into a room full of people? I know. The only way I thought you'd do it would be get a guest, add a few segments, and Bob's your uncle, finally's your aunt. So I just want to say thank you to everybody that, that made the effort to come to the podcast. All you guys who were like, oh, yeah, do a live podcast and didn't come, have a word. You know, have a word of yourselves. But you're lucky because I, I will... I will say I'll do another weird podcast live, maybe 10 weeks, 15 weeks, I know, I feel like I maybe want to get into the new year before I start looking at that again, because I have a very busy couple of months coming up, I have a full plate, you know, I'm like an American tourist that's up to the third run of the buffet in the hotel, you know, the free all-you-can-eat buffet, they've got that third run, they've got a mixture of things, things you wouldn't only see on a plate together, you know, they've got some pasta on there, there's some tuna, They've got a wee bit of salad. They've got a burger in a bap. They've got some macaroni cheese. They've got some bacon. They have, oddly, a little pot of yogurt. They've got then, of course, like what looks like they're half a bag of Haribo. They've got chocolate sauce all over the top, and that's just what they have—a full plate. You know, there might not all be things on the plate that you enjoy, but it's a full plate. So, I just want to say thank you to everybody that came to the the live podcast. Major shout out too to. The people who helped me do the live podcast, so Kieran Bartlett, Aaron Butler, Ben, the Snake Rat for the producing the podcast and, and, and getting the recording out there. And of course, the Masked Magician. For any of you guys who weren't there at the podcast, there was a Masked Magician performing a pretty gnarly trick. Now, if you really want to see the live podcast um, in its entirety, it'll be online. I'll put it online. For my Patreons, all of it will be there. And anyone else that isn't a Patreon will just get to see probably wee clips from it. But the full 
live podcast in its entirety will be put on Patreon as an exclusive to the Patreon people. Same with my, my dad's stand-up show. I'll be putting it on once it's been edited and ready to go as well. So that's, that's there you go. There's some perks for Patreon. You get a full uh, hour and a half of live podcast and you'll also get what is effectively my hour of stand-up. You know, for five or a month. Which is too much for Luke Gorman, to be fair, because he left the Patreon, which is pretty sly. Didn't notice that, but again, as Stone Cold Steve Austin would say in Broken Skull Ranch, thanks for your support, I'll see you down the road. Um, so yeah, there'll be a bit more perks on that. Also, I've had a few wee conversations regarding merchandise. So that again will be going to the Patreon folk before anyone else. I might actually say that, you know, in fact, here we go, fuck it. Whenever I do have merch, I will put a piece of each bit of merch and do a raffle offer my Patreons and I'll get a bit of bit of free merch to every Patreon. There you go. So if you join up the Patreon, I'll owe you a bit of merch. You know, have that. But I'm really trying to focus in on getting that happening. You know, working on the business side of things, trying to work on improving stuff and, you know, making content a bit more readily available effectively, you know. So um, that's kind of what... What I got up to a little bit this week, I was doing um, a little bit of tour prep. Um, <clears throat> for any of you who don't know, I'm taking my dad's show on tour. Um, quick cap recap of the dates. On Thursday, 7th of November, I'm in the International in Dublin. On the 17th of November, I'm in Brickwork in Derry. On the 7th of December, I'm in Bogans in Oma. On the 13th of December, I'm in the Russian Dove in Galway. And on the 18th of December, I'm at the Museum of Comedy in London. All tickets for my tour are live now on shine.net, except the International in Dublin. Now, I received a question about that because um, <clears throat> a friend of the show had got in touch and said, Here, Dave, listen, I'm trying to book tickets for your Dublin show. Are they all fucking sold out, or what's the crack with it? Like, what's the deal? You know, my man Scott Simpson has said, Hey, mate, sorry if I missed this, but it's your double gig sold out. There's no option to get tickets on Shine. Yeah, here's the thing. Nah, it's not sold out. It's a small room. They, the international bar, despite its name, is not that international in terms of its... Uh, it's online marketing per se. It's quite basic. It's pay at the door. So if you want to come to the show, I think it's free in and you just pay into a bucket. So I mean, you know, basically it's free to get in, but you're just kept as a prisoner unless you give me money on the way out. So um, so basically what I'm saying to you is, um, Scotty, get your mates, all come down, get in, chuck some money in a bucket, get Papa Bear home safe, bring him home. But yeah, that's the only one that's a bit weird is <coughs> the international. And also... Um, I feel like I have a couple of options on the tour as well to add. I'm, I'm going to try my best to get a date to do Newry. So I'm going to bring the show there. And if genuinely, enough of you guys that listen to the podcast, if enough of you get in touch to say, listen, would like to see you do it again in Belfast, I will do the show again in Belfast. I'll do it one last time, one last hurrah in Belfast. Again, it's all down to you guys messaging me saying Dave we want to see it we want to see the show in Belfast again because at the end of the day I've done it a few times in Belfast and <clears throat> I don't know if the demand's there to see it again but if you 
you listen to the podcast and you want to see my hour stand up the the dad show before I bin it and put it online and put it to my Patreons and clip it up, clip it up, get in touch and I'll do it. I'll do it for you because I am starting to write new stuff. I'm starting to look at doing a show for next year. And again, I just want to tour this show and see you at Christmas and just have a real a real nice time, you know. So um, again, I'm just deciding on a couple of dates. If I can get a date for, for Newry, I'll do Newry. And if I can get, if, there's, if there is enough interest for Belfast, I'll do that. Now, I would sit here and be truthful with you. You know, I, if it was a shit show, I'd go here, listen, wouldn't bother. But I'm really proud of the show, and I think it's a good hour of stand-up. Do I think it's one of the best hours of stand-up that you're getting? Yeah, I do. You know, I think in terms of the the, the scene, the minute, I think it's, a, it's as good an hour as you'll get. So I think you should come check it out. Um, and again, if you were at the earlier showings of it in the Strand or the Accidental Theatre, forget it. Put that to the back of your mind, just... Just imagine you just got sat by, you know, the wee dildo thing from Men in Black. Imagine it's that. And uh, <clears throat> will be good. But yeah, I've been I've been having a busy week of, of prep for the tour. Again, it's not been something that I have, let's just say, launched per se yet. Because, you know, everyone's always putting posts up. Oh, I'm doing a show. You know, I feel like if you're doing a tour, you need to do a wee bit of a, of a launch. So... Over the weekend there, I filmed the launch video for the tour, which will be going up on my social media, huh? basically just running through the dates, and it's just a, a nice sketch I filmed with my man, Michael Foster, um, so hopefully that will be out soon enough. Again, um, working with Michael's a treat, and he always makes my stupidity look great, so, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how that one pans back, albeit it does feature my daughter Holly, and let's just say, tandem out the child abuse, um, didn't like being in the video, you know, uh, the video involved her being in her high chair, and wasn't, wasn't up for doing that, you know, not happy at all, just wanted to scream and shout the whole time, which was disappointing, because I had her involved in my previous uh, bit of tour prep this week, when I got some new promo photos taken, I had her involved in some pretty unique poses, hanging upside down by one leg, stuff like that, basically making it look like I don't like being a dad, because you know, <clears throat> call a spade a spade, so she was great at the photos, absolutely natural, was actually pushing me out of the way to get her photo taken by herself, which was kind of funny, but also, hey, listen, daddy's got work to do, you know? But she was not keen on the video at all. Screamed. So we. I just hope we have something that we can use of her in the video. Because if we don't, you know, I'm just going to have to use the footage where it looks like she's just an abused child. And I mean, I feel terrible about that, but it is what it is. You know, it's like, he's going to have to suck that up and just get on with things, you know. But um, yeah, it's been, been, been busy, and again, busy in a good way. I don't want to be one of these people complaining about being, oh, I'm so busy, it's terrible, and that's good. I love doing stand-up, I love being out, I love gigging. <clears throat> I had a quick plug of my, my, my tour show there. Um, <clears throat> again, excuse me, I'm, I'm coming out the back of another cold. But um, I have this week, coming up on Tuesday the 15th, I'm at the Riverside Theatre in Coleraine, doing stand-up with... Fraser Rob, Darren Matthews and Alan Irwin. So that'll be a fun night. Again, I'm not too sure if Terry McHugh's on. He's like organising the gig. 
but it'd be great if he was, but I just don't know, so I can't be honest and tell you if, if I know for sure. And then on the 17th, this Thursday, I am a Pug Uglies again, because I'm the host and the MC and organiser and runner, and just the guy gets really frustrated by it every week, and on this week I have Gary Pollock, Paddy McGahey and Shane Todd, so I mean, it's going to be a busy night there too, so if you want to get down to Pug Uglies, message the bar and reserve a table, because me and the bar, or we're going to fall out the minute, you know, things are frustrating me with it very much. I feel like uh, it's just an, an, an annoying scenario every bloody week regarding trying to plug the place. But, I mean, if people turn up, that's great. But I like to know in advance how full the room's going to be because it's hard to be able to, you know, be funny when you're stressing about something. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to be able to go, ha, ah, let's be when you're for you, you know. So, I mean, hopefully that'll resolve itself sooner rather than later. But, I mean, yeah, there's definitely frustrations coming in there. Um, especially after this week. We had um, a pretty strange week of Pugglies this week. I, um, the lineup was m- myself hosting. And then Teresa Livingstone was headlining and Brona Diamond was set to support. Fortunately, Brona got sick and went away on holidays with children. And, hey... If ever there was a remedy, a remedy, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. If ever there was a recipe, oh my God, what's wrong with my brain for getting sick? It's going away in a plane with the recycled air with children. So unfortunately she had to drop out and then again, I just had to fill in her spot and who who else better than Patty McDonald to fill a hole, you know? And he, he came in and did a, a real solid for me. And it was weird because we had that and then had Dan Leith on doing an open spot, which was bizarre as well because Dan is a guy I've met through like auditioning for stuff. So I didn't know he was a stand-up, you know, but messaged me and said, look, I would like to do some comedy, playing a ukulele. I'm like, all right, man, you know, go ahead, do your thing. And yeah, he did. He was grand. You know, he did, he did well. But the night itself was very strange. You know, it was an odd one. It was quite a full room, but it was like... Some of the people that were there were like, they were like North Korean style, you know what I mean? Not not like as in having sweet pyjama work suits and slick back donk haircuts, no way. But it was just that they would like laugh, like, ha ha. Very funny, ha ha. Stop, you know? So like you, you do bits, which like killer bits, bits that you should literally, you know, have a, an arrest warrant put out in yourself for because you just murdered, you know, that kind of joke. But they just, ha ha. Very funny to have my next joke. You know, it was that kind of way. And it was strange to get into. Now, why it was a bit stressful for me is I went to the, the Clayton Hotel. That's my my hangout before I would do Pug Uglies. I'd go to the Clayton. i have a, drink, a cup of tea, go over a bit of material, whatever. You know, a bit of coffee sometimes to waking up. But on this occasion, I was there with Shane and we just bumped into Paul Smith, who is, is well-known uh online for his his like viral video clips he's the host of the hot water comedy club and he's just a headliner over in, in the mainland he was over doing a show in the ulster hall and we just got talking to him and just said hey paul you know if you want to pop over i'm running the comedy club across the road you know if you want to come over and do a spot feel free if you just want to come over have a beer and hang out you're more than welcome <clears throat> and to be fair to him he showed up and he didn't just show up he was like i'll do a spot so he went on and did a spot and he was great now, it was a bit weird because some of the audience were blitzed and wanting to talk, so obviously he's the kind of guy 
a lot of his stuff is crowd work, so he was just engaging with the two drugs people have ever seen in my life. <clears throat> Anyone else would have had a rough time with them, but, you know, he was great. And one of the guys, this old man, had found out that he had been clear of cancer, which is great. You know, it's great news. You don't want to hear of anybody being sick. But see if he fucking said another word. I was actually going to be lighting candles and wishing that it would come back, you know, because we were there trying to have a show and he would not shut up every act talking to them like he was just their best mates you know and I got to the point where at the break I'd say listen man fuck up do you know it's fair enough if you want to heckle me when I'm on bringing acts on or hosting that's fine I'll hate you forever if you ever do but again I can deal with you but it's whenever you know you've acts booked and paid to come on you know it's like people have paid in to see these specific acts you don't want people fucking shouting and ruining it for other people now, do I think some of the rest of the crowd could have been a bit better themselves? Yeah, they do, but it's one of those things. But uh, we got Paul Smith in. He it was obviously a great a great coup for the comedy club. And then again, there was no mention on social media of it until the next day. So it's like, well, you know, what what can you do? You think there's an, a, a win-win, just a home run right there, and people just decide to do their own thing, which you got to respect. But at the same time, it's annoying. You know, whenever you're running a gig, it's annoying. So hopefully <clears throat> the next few Pug Uglies will be, will be busy and I can just be less fucking worried about numbers coming in the door, you know, and just try to focus on it being a good comedy club, which it has all the attributes of being. You know, we just need to get people consistently knowing that it's on and consistently turning up. Again, it's only a five in and I try my very best to book the best acts that I can get going for you. So, I mean... You know, for sure, get on down and give it a go. But, yeah, it's hard to hard to do sometimes, especially when you're really busy. And I was sick this week, too, which didn't help my uh, <clears throat> my grumpiness. And even now, like, I feel like I'm at the tail end of the sickness. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. It's not sexy. But I had been getting better. <clears throat> for me. I told you all that I was uh, shifting my, my sickness. I went to the doctor, and he was like, yeah, man, I think... The change of season, getting a wee bit of an infection from your daughter in nursery has kind of brought your asthma on a wee bit. And I was like, that's grand. Took my inhaler and I was feeling 100% right as rain. Then I did a charity gig last Sunday in the in the limelight with about a thousand other guys. And then got sick afterwards. So I don't know whether they're just like dirty germy bastards and have been fucking spreading germs into the same mic. And then because I was on second from the end, because I'm terrific that I just got the germs from it, you know, and <clears throat> didn't like it, not the gig, didn't like getting sick, I actually woke up the film, I got home from the gig, thought that was a really nice time, it was a fun gig, because there's a load of your mates there, you know, you're just having banter, catching up with people that you maybe haven't seen for a while, and then you just go, go home, wake up, just completely uh, <clears throat> full of snot, you know, which wasn't nice, you know, and I woke up and I was like, oh no, I have all this like green snot everywhere, my nose is proper flowing, um, it was just shit, and yeah, it's taken me the whole entire week to clear that, um, I was in work training all week, which was not sweet, driving again back to Lisbon for training, again, I just think that's my, my destiny, I think I'm just being screwed with Lisbon. You know, screwed by Lisburn, bucked by Lisburn, and that's part of the, the humour. So had to do that and have another few weeks of training left and then I'll be I'll finally have my permanent position. <laughs> 
I'm able to yeah put other wheels in motion. So, yeah, I'm a busy scamp. And I sort of thought this week might have been a little bit less busy, but then transpires I'm doing stuff every night this week. Which, again, not complaining about the work, but sometimes my body just goes, Mate, you're fucked. <laughs> mate, here, have another cold. Here, mate, go to bed at 7 o'clock and sleep until 10 the next day and be late for work. Shh. You're burning the candle at both ends, you bollocks. You know, and that's how I feel about about that. Um, but got to keep on trucking, you know. On Monday night, I've got, I'm recording Boy Town. Now, this, hey, this is a Boy Town exclusive, if anyone's listening to this podcast on Monday morning. Shane, believe it or not, on holiday again, and just told us that he wouldn't be back, like, on Friday. So it was like, uh, either do the podcast by myself or get a guest. I've got a guest. I can't tell you who it is because it's a surprise guest, but it does rhyme with Ricky Fartlett. So, I mean, work that out. But if you want to ask any questions to myself and Ricky, keep an eye on the Boytown page. There will be a call for questions tomorrow. Then Tuesday, I'm in the Riverside Theatre in Coleraine. Wednesday, I'm recording a radio show for Radio Ulster, um, providing a couple of wee things can be ironed out regarding the 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 contract side of things. So once that gets sorted, hopefully they'll be Wednesday, Thursday, I'm a Pug Uglies, and Friday, I'm doing something else that I can't remember. But I'm just, I'm like Rihanna. Every day is work, 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 work. I'm not going to sing the next bit because it's racist, probably, because like, show me number. And I just don't want to say that, but I did it. So again, I've done whatever. But I'm, I'm just busy this week, and it's great. So I'm looking forward to the weekend. It's my wife's birthday at the weekend, so I'm going to be going out for tea with her, a few cold beverages, probably. Again, I was planning on doing Sober October, but then I thought, you know, every kind of every kind of friggin' month is sober for me. I'm not really a big drinker. But then I thought, I'm opening for Mickey Bartlett at the at the Ulster Hall on the 25th of October and I'm a fuck not drinking at that there will be a little bit of the bubbly kicking about that night I would say for sure so I just thought you know have a drink have a drink with, with the old the old ball and chain for a birthday and then yeah just just lie low because I'm, I'm, I'm away next month to New York for five days which is going to be uh, expensive you know I'm living like I'm uh, <clears throat> needing some bloody food tokens right now. That's how flipping skint I have felt that this lot like trying to save up to get away and and just been been a been a slog. So this this month I'm, I've been pretty tight and I'm just looking forward to <clears throat> really getting all that all this work that I'm getting, get all the money beavered away in time for Santa in time for Santa. And just to be able to enjoy a real <clears throat> chilled out Christmas, maybe take a couple of weeks off. But <clears throat> sorry, I'm coughing down the phone, my throat, the phone, the microphone. That yeah, that's what I call it. Yeah, sorry for coughing down the phone, bitch. But um, yeah, I've got that done, and yeah, it's just been a busy old week. The wee short film that I did, the suit, is actually um online, so you can watch that. Uh, if you want, if you let me just tell you the website because I'm not going to post it real. You know, I'll attach it to my, I'll attach it to my story. 
um, or whatever because I'm not sly. Let me just double check where to get it here. Um, <clears throat> da, 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 the joys of the internet loading um, in Bangor North Down is that it takes a long time to get anything happening. But the, if you want to watch my short film that I'm in doing a wee dose of acting, go to www.thesuitmovie.com and there you'll see me doing a wee, a wee turn. So check that out. Again, I wasn't going to share that on social media in case like a few wee things have been ironed out with NI screen or they want to show it somewhere and it's not really my place as a as the star of the film as opposed to a writer or whatever to just be sharing that. So I'll wait to see if I've got the full go-ahead before I share it, share it. But all podcast listeners, check it out. www.thesuit.com or www.thesuitmovie.com And check it out, let, you, let me know what you think of my legit acting. Because I'm doing a wee dose that again this week. Fuck, aren't I? I'm no stopping. I'm a, ba- I'm a bad person, that's why. The work's coming in because I'm just, I'm, there's no rest for the wicked and I must be a horrible bastard. Right, let me see listeners' questions this week. Craig Walker, good evening, Papa Chief. I'm assuming by now you've completed the process of renaming Holly to Nabry Elliot. And also got the ball rolling on planning permission to erect a 20-foot statue of the man himself, Serge Canabry, after he made Spurs look like the, what's the word, shite. My question today is, if somebody narrated your life, who would you choose <clears throat> to be the narrator? For me, it would be Graham McDowell, because I simply cannot get enough of that weird AF accent. Um, yeah, GMAC, I think GMAC would be annoying, though, you know, if it was just, like, if it was someone narrating what you do, you know, and uh, 7.30 a.m., Greg has, uh, he's woken up there, heading into the bathroom. He looks like he's having a cold shower. Probably going to do a big turd afterwards and then brush his teeth. You know, that would probably be quite nice, actually, you know. I think that the natural one that everyone would say would be, uh, would be David Edinburgh. A very smooth and soft voice. Speaking of the animals in the wild. Whereas for me, I would feel like I'd want someone a bit intense. Like, I reckon Hulk Hogan would be what I'd like. Hey, get out of bed, brother. Dave headed downstairs and he's going to have some breakfast, dude. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. He's giving some petrol in the car, not diesel, brother. You know, I think that'd be, that'd be nice, Hulk Hogan. Yes, there you go. Craig, decent question, and, and Hulk Hogan would narrate mine, just because I like the intensity. Again, I could do the dose of intensity today, because I feel like this podcast has been a fucking shite listen for you guys, so again, I'm sorry, but, you know, it, it'll get better whenever I'm, I'm just not as sleepy. Um, and actually, I'm going to bed. Did I, I, don't know if I, did I mention this earlier? Because I'm sick, I'm not even sleeping in my marital bed. Do you know? I'm sleeping in the spare room, because whenever I just stop, like... Like when I'm just eventually continue to breathe, my voice just naturally turns into a snore. So like if I'm just sitting here because I got the cold, it's like I'm like I actually sound like a guy from Recess, Randall, or no? In fact, Beavis and the Butthead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Beavis <is> cool. <laughs> it's just gross. So until this is out of my system, which I thought was tonight, but then as the days got older. I've just got feeling, oh no, I'm shitty again. So I'm going to have one last night in the in the spare room and then I'm going back to my marital bed. It's a fuck. 
Well, I mean, if I'm granted permission for that. But to be totally honest, I feel like I'm owed it. You know, I feel like um, um, I'm entitled to it. Because I think I've got that song here, the Diddy Dirty Money song. I'm coming home, coming home. Tell the world that I'm coming home. That's what it'll be like when I get back into my bed. Because the wee bed I'm in at the minute is, it's alright, but it's a single bed. Which I feel like I'm sleeping like a like a vampire, just completely rigid, arms crossed, and um, just vertical. You know, it's not comfy, like being in my own bed. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting this cold shifted and getting back to bed to fucking sleep and try my hand at getting, getting some and then just getting rebuffed. But anyway... <clears throat> That's what the what the crack is there. How did I lose that? That's right from the the question about who I want to narrate my life. But yeah, I'm in I'm in there at the minute until this stupid cold shift. You know what? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe my wife's actually just you know infecting me. She's like, oh, if he if I can keep him sick and snoring all night, obviously she's like she's a nurse, so don't want to be keeping her awake and you know, make, sending her to work with sleep deprivation and putting people's lives at risk. So maybe that's what she's doing, is just bringing, like, strains of viruses home and injecting me in my sleep, and I'm just getting sick all the time. You know, like the uh, <laughs> like stepmom in the in the sixth sense, so it's just poisoning the girl, and then she filmed her and got caught. You know, that's what, that's what I'm, I could be like. Just then for her to get a quiet night's sleep, be left alone. But, uh, who knows, but cheers to the question, Craig, you really pulled out, uh, Really pulled out the, the warts and all there, um, and that. Oshin O'Neill has said, Will Weird But True be a recurring segment? Uh, or is that a live special? Um, yeah, for anyone who didn't know or listen to the live show, Weird But True was a segment that it did, which involved uh, a jingle that I had... <laughs> that I had James Hetfield from Metallica sing for me. And it lasted about seven minutes. Which to me was hilarious, you know, the audience were like, this is a bit strange, but in my head I thought, this is great, because I've had a guest here just listen to, listening to a song that I am singing over, and it's great, James Hetfield singing over, sorry. But I think Weird But True will definitely be back at every live show, and I'm going to maybe look at doing a live show for episode 120, probably, maybe 110. But I think if 110 falls in this year, definitely won't be, maybe 120 or 125. But there shall be another Weird Life podcast. And anyone who said they were going to go last time and didn't, fuck yous, go to the next one, right? Um, Willie Palmer said, hope you enjoyed enjoy this weird news story. I wish I had this bad boy for the live podcast because, hey, it's pretty weird. And um, Willie sent me a story. <laughs> Sounds like something I say to my wife when I'm trying to get my hoop. Hey, well, he sent me a story. He says if you don't sit on him right now, he's never going to work. That's so vulgar. Anyway, right. <clears throat> Willie's story is, Norwegian teen, 18, received death threats after revealing she ate her own horse after it was put down. Yeah, it's definitely weird. Pia Olden took to Facebook on Friday to share pictures of her horse. Some of the images showed the cooked horse meat in a roasting dish. Mrs. Olden said that the drifting... Speed was butchered. That said, drifting speed. What a weird name. Horses are weird names, don't they? Instead, like John, like they're all called like things that like they're all adjectives, you know. Um, I like just call them by normal names, you know. Extremely weird name for a horse. Um, 
but Miss Holden said that drifting speed was butchered after it was put down in 2008. Farmer's daughter declared the meat exceptional despite the online abuse. A Norwegian teenager received death threats after revealing that she ate her own horse once it was put down, claiming it to be some of the best meat she'd ever tasted. I love that from her. She's like, yeah, I did it. He was my horse. I was affectionate to him, but he's dead and his meat was gorgeous and I don't care. <laughs> Pia took the, uh, the Facebook Friday to describe how her family kept fillets of her stallion drifting speed in the freezer after he had to be put down due to illness. Miss Holden, who is an apprentice chef as well as an equestrian, prepared some of the meat with chilli and mango, writing, If I'm going to eat horse meat, it's going to be my own. <laughs> I love Mrs Holden, she's great. Um, but her family, again, are farmers in central Norway, received furious backlash and was sent death threats. Do you know? Um... Yeah, it's definitely a bit weird because you, you have an affiliation with animals, don't you? But I like that she's done it. Like, horse, she can eat, you know? So it's probably... And if she's a chef, I'm sure she can cook it to the best. Um, But here, this is what she said to the newspaper. Now, Pia doesn't give a fuck. What's what I've got? And this is what she said. Many wrote that I, too, deserve to be killed for eating my own horse. One wrote that I should lose the right to have animals, but I don't care. <laughs> she said um, that the paper... Told the paper the strongest critics were other female horse riders, but she said it was the best way to honor drifting speed. She said, "It's not better for the meat to be buried than it is to be eaten by humans instead of worms." So I chopped them up and I ate them. I didn't give a fuck. That's great, but I mean, like, you know what? More importantly, she's a chef, right? And they've put up a picture of. Now, I thought whenever they said she had it, like, with chilies and mango, I thought it would be, like, you know, like a chili and mango jus. You know, like I saw, I literally just terribly cut lumps of mango and terribly cut chilies. So, I mean, yeah, she's a chef, but she's a shit one. She's as much a chef as um, as I am a jockey, you know? Maybe it's like me saying I'm a jockey because I sat... Like I said, I put my touch the horse, you know, because I'm never going to get on a horse and break the poor bastard's legs. But um, she attempted to have the humour page remo- remove their post for, for the vitriols she received um, as she was featured on, on a website. Yeah, so Miss Olden has stood by her decision and says the horse meets it as a delicacy. But that's the thing, see, in some countries, people, uh, they do different things and maybe that's something what it is in Norway. You know, everybody judges people nowadays by today's standard and by their own culture. Do you know? But like there's different parts of the world that just do different things. So you know, maybe we need to just not be uh just not be so fucking judgmental in everyone's business, sitting by their keyboards, fuck off trolls. Do you know? But Sorry, Willie, I'm losing track here. But what Willie wants to know is if somebody or some animal you know was to die, who would you eat and why? Hmm. I mean, I don't think I could eat I mean, I could eat a human if I was hungry enough, but um, who would I eat? I mean, I wouldn't eat Mr. Charlie, my wee dog, because you get no meat off him, and he's all hairy and gross, and he smells of shit. So, I mean, I couldn't imagine him being tasty. Um... Who would eat? It's hard to pick. I could eat some of the comedy boys. I could get some good tucker off them. You know, Colin's a big man with a bit of muscle on him, so I mean, you could eat that. Um, yeah, I don't really know. My, 
McCann, I feel like he doesn't put enough. Uh, like he's not a he's not a grass fed organic stallion. He's more like a battery bull. You know what I mean? Like you just stick him in a battery hen closet and just stuff watsits down his throat, and that's what you get. So I mean, I don't think his meat would be the most pure, but you get a good lump of it. Um, I know who I'd probably pick. That's a tough one, Willie. You've literally got me thinking because now the thought process in my head is like I have to murder somebody and eat them. And rather than just being like, "Hey, I'm a chef and I'm eating some meat," I'm thinking about like, "Hey, I'm basically Jeffrey Dahmer right here." So if I was if I was literally to murder somebody and eat them, who would I murder and eat? I mean, I'm just gonna pass on that, Willie. I'm just gonna say the Yeri Colin because I think you get some good quality lean meat off him and he's got some muscle to him I think he could just get that thigh off and just make a nice steak out of it you know I think I would do, I would do nice but yeah I, I mean true to Jeffrey Dahmer I would fuck him afterwards but I mean you know don't worry about it um, Nathan Concilia Nathan Concilia Nathan Concilia I, I felt like I went very uh, godfather and also on a side note I watched like the first half of the Breaking Bad movie and I enjoyed it, but my wife was watching it with me, and she's not watched one bit of the Breaking Bad series. And she was like, I don't like it anymore, I'm going. Went, All right, so I, I have still the rest to watch. Um, but Nathan Concilia says, Hi Dave, hopefully you're recording on a Sunday and see this. Yes, man. Anyway, what's your favourite colour of cardigan? Easy question. Lime green or a rust orange? Next question. Leanne McCoy is said to be 10 hand jobs or one blow job. I don't know if that's you offering that yourself. Um, but I mean there's I think it's been said by maybe it was Aristotle. It's one of those old philosophers anyway that said that like there ain't none like a BJ, you know. So I mean for me there's nothing I enjoy more in the world. You know, even like, you know, the the laughter of your child. You know, does not beat a BJ. You know, um, getting a reaction from a crowd, loving new, even new material like absolutely smashing it, not better than a BJ. Loads of money, not better than a BJ. So I mean, you know, ten hand jobs would be nice, but again, sometimes people could be a bit vicious. And for me, at my age, you know, ten hand jobs would probably take. I'm talking seven months to get the 10 hand jobs in because there might be different techniques it might hurt my wee willy and I might need some time to recover so I mean I'm going to go for one BJ which would be the name of my French uh, electro pop band un BJ un BJ un convoi allons danse that's only French songs I could think of and the last one was by Stromae's Belgian so you know see that song he sings Allors and Dance I thought it initially was I Love Dongs which I thought was a great tune anyway. I love dongs. Do, 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 do. I love dongs. Do, 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 do. I love dongs. Do, 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 do. I love dongs. Do, 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 do. I love dongs. And there's the name of this week's podcast. Um, But yeah, I go for one BJ, please, Leon. Um, sounded like I was requesting that off you. Um... <laughs> But yeah, that, that is that is the choice I go for. Thank you. Prong has said again, probably one of my Chinese listeners. Good to hear you, Prong. Uh, Tweet Jama G, welcome to the show. I'd like to know the name of the most famous person you'd see in a bar uh, and you think you're still comfortable enough in joining in their company. Um, 
I mean, it all depends on how they are as people, I guess. Do you know, I've met some famous people and I've just treated them like normal people. A lot of time I don't ask for pictures. If I'm interrupting them, I just have a wee chat instead. But, um, you know, obviously being a celeb myself, I know the drill. But, I mean, I think the most famous person... It all depends. Like, if they look like they don't want to chat to you, I wouldn't bother a famous person. But other than that, I'd probably chat to anybody. I don't think there's any limit. Unless it's like Donald Trump. And then I'd probably get shot in the head if I even approached him because he had some CIA security just hanging from the mandolier. You know, shoot me with a poison dart from his arse. I mean, what a way to go, which I would enjoy, but yeah. I don't know. I'd still say I'd be comfortable. I'd go up the B list, you know. Like, I could see myself, if I saw Ben Kingsley, I would chat to him. He's uh, like a sound guy. And my throat's all sore. But like a lot of people being dissing De Niro this week, saying he's a bit of a cunt. So I mean, if it's all De Niro and a bar and he didn't want to chat to me, I wouldn't chat to him. But then a bit of me thinks I'd like to just banter with him and try and make him like me. You know, the thing about that is I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. I'm fucking enjoying something with my family. Fuck off. I'd be like, hey guy, you may be having dinner with your family. But there's a spare chair at the table, brother. That's for my dead uncle. What are you doing? You're disrespecting my family. Okay, I'll just leave. Um, And the last question of the week is Reese Hussey. Let me just check the minutes of the podcast that we've got here. Yeah, 41. Fuck that. I'm wrapping up. Faux show. Reese Hussey says, best chippy you ever had. Where was it and what was the order? Well, I don't know precisely because I got a lot of good chippies. But there's one again, Banger, down the seafront, which is very nice. They do a very good gravy cheesy chip which is something I enjoy. Like, I find if the gravy's too viscous, uh, gross. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Proper Irish whiskey from Conor McGregor. Don't know why my voice went like that. But yeah, I enjoy that. But I don't actually remember the best ever chippy that I've gone, oh yeah, or do I? In fact, I fucking do. On Rathlin Island, that's where it was. They just have a chippy that's open never continuously. It's open when the season's right and just one of the people decided to go down and open it. But we got freshly, like literally fresh off the boat fish, not battered, nothing, just, just cut and just put into the fryer. It was so great. That was my best ever fish and chips. It was me, Shane and Paddy McGacky. The lineup for Pug Uglies this week, just enjoying al fresco fish and chips. It was so nice, Paddy actually went back and was like, eh, can I have another one? And they went, yeah, sure, absolutely, my man. Delicious. But Reese, don't feel the need to apologise that you don't have any more original or insightful questions. I enjoyed that and brought back a nice memory, and I appreciate it. Listen, guys, you've hung in there with me if you've lasted this long. I feel like this podcast has had a real weird energy. I've been a negative Nelly, I've been a complainer, I've been tired. I love you guys and I appreciate listening. And if you wouldn't mind, please... Rate and review the podcast on Apple Music, subscribe on SoundCloud, and share the thing in Instagram stories. You know, let people know you listen to the podcast. Let people come in. Let people have a little taste and let them see what it is this weird podcast is about. Again, I don't know what that last sign-off was. I think it's enough. I'm away to eat some mangoes, chilies, and horse meat and listen to I Love Dongs. I'll see you next week with a better energy. Bye.